This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Oh, welcome this morning. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Jesus Christ is same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord for His anointing and His grace. You are blessed. Thank you for choosing to be with us again this morning. You know, I want to show you something before we go this morning. One of the reasons why we are looking at events of the last days is because the Bible says concerning the book of Revelation that blessed is anyone. Verse 3, Revelation 1-3, the Bible says, Blessed is he that read it and they that hear the words of this prophecy. Anytime we are talking about the book of Revelation, anytime we are reading or you are hearing, the Bible says you are blessed. So it's a great blessing what we are doing. It's a blessing. That's what the Bible says. Reading it, reading the book of Revelation blesses you. Hearing someone read it to you blesses you. Oh, we bless the name of the Lord this morning. Just give him praise and thank him. Oh, blessed be your name. My hallelujah belongs to you. My hallelujah belongs to you. My hallelujah belongs to you. We worship you, my hallelujah belongs to you. Hallelujah. You know, I'm missing those moments. Very soon we shall be singing together again. Hallelujah. Okay, so we want to move on this morning. Blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. We are talking about the truth about the end time. And we started with Antichrist. And now I want to talk about the tribulation, the rapture. The tribulation and the rapture. Hallelujah. The truth about rapture. The truth about the tribulation. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We read this word. I want us to read from the book of, first of all, um, 2 Thessalonians again. Hallelujah. Or maybe we should start from, let's start from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. This is the scripture that talks about rapture. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. The Bible says, let's start from 15. For this we say to you, by the word of the Lord, that they, that we, which are alive and remain unto the coming of our Lord, shall not prevent them which are asleep. Some people are asleep, some are alive. Whenever this event is about to take place, this glorious event that should make you to be full of joy. Now, the Bible says, I say by the word of the Lord, those who are alive will not prevent those who have slept in the Lord. Verse 16, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and the trump of God and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive Paul wrote this thinking that at that time he will be alive. That's what the Bible said, no man knows the time. 
No man knows the day. The best that we can know is the season. We can see the signs of the season, but we cannot know the specific day or the specific year when Jesus Christ will return. So the Bible says, it said that we that are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall be with the Lord forever. Now this talks about the Lord shall descend with the voice of an archangel and with a trumpet and we shall be caught up. First of all, the dead in Christ, those who have died in Christ, believers who have died will be raised. And those of us that are alive will meet the Lord in the air. Now, this is different from second coming. Because notice, the Lord is not coming to stay on earth like he will do second coming. He's coming to rapture the saints and rapture the dead in Christ. There's more light on anything. I want us to read 1 Corinthians chapter 15. These are passages that talk about 1 Corinthians 15 verse 51. The Bible says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. Somehow by the time rapture will be taking place, there will be some Christians on earth. We don't know which generation, but it looks so much like this generation we are in. He said, we shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. In a moment, so it's a sudden thing. In a twinkle of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed all of a sudden there is a transformation that takes place those of us that are on the earth those who are dead will be raised those of us that are alive something happens to us we are met we are transformed instantly not gradually oh glory to god saints you can't wait for when this will happen the trumpet will sound and it is called rapture but I want to explain this. Remember, the Bible says that precept upon precept, line upon lines, here a little and there a little, that's the word of the Lord. Scholars don't agree on everybody knows there will be rapture, and that is sufficient for me. But people don't agree on when this rapture will be. Will it be before the tribulation begins? Last week we stopped on the 70 weeks of Daniel which is equal to 490 years and which we talk about the last seven the last seven weeks which is equal to uh, the last one week which is equal to seven years and we dealt with that last week and that the tribulation period is for seven years three years three and a half of peace and then three and a half when the antichrist will unleash on the whole world and demand that people worship him so we spoke about that and now the debate has been during the tribulation, where will the church be? If it's going to happen in this generation, there is a question that concerns you and I. Where are we going to be during the tribulation? Are we going to be on earth, being part of it? Or will rapture take place? Is Jesus planning to take the church away before the tribulation begins? So we have three schools among scholars of the Bible. Some have said there will be the rapture of the church before the tribulation. That is called pre-tribulation theory or teaching. Some believe that rapture will happen after the first three and a half years of the tribulation. That means the church will enjoy a part of it and in between suddenly 
the church is taking off. It's called mid-tribulation theory. And then there is the third school of thoughts where people believe that the church will be here till the end. And it's called post-tribulation theory. But they all agree that there will be rapture. And that is sufficient. Believers argue over many things. But I do know that we know in parts. I have seen how people have called those who hold a, a, a different view from theirs, they've called them false prophets. I believe that's going to find describing people. When it comes to a matter of something that is coded, you can see it in the Bible. I know the argument of post-tribulation is that they believe those who talk about pre-tribulation are preparing people for with an escape mentality. That they, they want people to think they are going to escape before it happens. And that it builds weakness in believers. When you think you are running away, that we are not going anywhere. Not necessarily so. It's a matter of interpretation. Why some might be like that anyway. But let's read where this thing is coming from. And then we begin to look at the three. If you are listening to me, because you are a believer, you have to know what concerns our future. How is this going to be? Now, 2 Thessalonians, that's where we start from. Supposed to be a short message again this morning. Just a wake-up call, 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2. This is where it is. Now, the Bible says, verse 1, Now I beseech the brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering unto him. Now, some scholars, but this is talking about two different things. The coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, that is second coming, our gathering unto him, that is rapture. And this is the beginning of the debates. You need to understand this as saints. I'm not interested in debate, but we have to say it to explain certain things. This is the beginning of the debates. Now, verse 2. That ye not be soon shaken in mind or troubled, neither by the Spirit or as that the day of the Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means. The day will not come except there is falling away. And that the man of sin be revealed. So there is that day. Now, the question is, which of the days? The second coming or the rapture? The coming of our Lord Jesus Christ or our gathering? Because verse 1 says, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering. It seems to make about two things. Now, I'm not claiming it's talking about two things. I'm explaining explanations from different schools of thoughts. Where do I belong? You'll know in a while. Or you might not know. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, um, they are saying that, Paul is saying, the man of sin will be revealed before second coming, but not before rapture. That is pre-tribulation rapture. Those who have that school of thought. Let's read on. Who opposed said we talk about Antichrist at length. I will talk today about the end of the Antichrist, but we've talked about that length. Remember, now verse 6. Now you know. This is where you need to check other translations. Verse 6 says, And now you know that what we told it that he might be revealed. In his, that means something is keeping the man of sin from being revealed. Something is keeping the man of sin from being revealed. For the mystery of iniquity is already at work. 
Now, the Bible says that this system of the Antichrist, the system that we produce him is already at work, but only that he now let it its will until he be taken out of the way. That means the plan, the stage for the Antichrist is being set, but that it will not be set fully. The man will not show up until a restraining factor, something is restraining it when it is taken away. So people who believe in pre-tribulation, let's read for that. And then, and then, that's verse 8. So as a result of the restraining factor being taken away, and then shall the wicked be revealed. So pre-tribulation rapture believes in the fact that the rapture, the, the Antichrist can never come until the church is taken out. That the whole world will be under full darkness because the fullness of the power of the, of the devil is unleashed through the Antichrist within those seven-year period, especially the last three and a half years. So they believe that church being the light of the world cannot be around when darkness will prevail over the face of the earth. Are they right or no? That's not my point. I'm not about to say someone is not somebody. I just want to explain to you different schools of thought. So they believe that it is the church that is the one that the Bible says, he that let it. There is something preventing the fullness of the manifestation of the Antichrist. There is something restraining this man from taking over the arts. There is something restraining his revelation. So they believe that it's the church. And that when church is taken away, verse 8 will happen. Then shall the wicked be revealed. When he that letteth it is taken out of the way, then shall the wicked be revealed. Whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. Oh, sh- this guy will be consumed eventually. Even the whose coming is after the workings of Satan. And so on. Now, for this cause, we are bound to give thanks to God. And so, so that's the first school of thoughts. Mm. Praise the Lord. I want us to look at this very deeply. So this school believes that the church has to be taken away before there can be tribulation. That church is the restraining factor before the Antichrist can show himself. And then, it's predicated on certain scriptures. 1 Thessalonians 1.10. The Bible says 1 Thessalonians 1.10 that God, and this is part of the explanation, to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from wrath to come. The time of tribulation, according to this school of thought, if you study the book of Revelation, the wrath of God is mentioned severally there. And truly, God will be pouring his wrath on the face of the earth. So they said, Jesus will deliver us, or has delivered us from the wrath to come. In other words, the church must not be part of the wrath of God being poured on earth because the church has been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. This is the school. Numbers, two reasons why they, of course, I've said the, the, the first one, so this is actually the second one, that the Bible says we are delivered from wrath to come. They also believe, which I mentioned earlier, that the Bible teaches the fact that he that let it and that he that let is the church. That, that's the school. That those are the things that they actually believe. Like I said, who is right? 
and who is wrong? I don't know. Except that they believe that the church is exempted from the wrath of God. Now again, they believe that from Revelation chapter 4 to Revelation 22, that there is no mention of the church being left behind during tribulation. That there's no mention of the church being left behind during tribulation. That the Bible did not specifically at any time in Revelation 4 to 22 mention that the church is left behind. But then, that's a school of thoughts. So if they are correct, the trumpet sounds, the church is taken. Oh, two shall be in the field. One shall be taken and one shall be left. Two shall be on the bed. Probably husband and wife. One shall be taken. Who is to be taken? What qualifies a believer to be raptured? We'll look at that another day. But that is what they are saying. Then there is, I will leave the main tribulation. That one, their point is quite, does be like somewhere in between the tribulation. But... The second school, which is also very common, is post-tribulation. They believe Matthew 24, where we started from, and then we come back to 2 Thessalonians. Matthew 24. Look at verse 29. And this is quite profound. Verse 28 says, For whatsoever carcasses are eagles we gather. Verse 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened, and shall the moon not give its light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Then shall ye see the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. Then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in cloud, with clouds of heaven, with power and great glory. Now, this is what is happening here. Is this talking about second coming or rapture? I'm showing you scriptures where people have argued. So, some are saying that in this uh, Matthew that we read, some believe this Matthew 24, 29, that is talking about second coming after the rapture. Why post-tribulation believe that it's talking about rapture? The rapture will happen right after the great tribulation. That the church will pass through tribulation. Mm. Hallelujah. I want to read where Revelation chapter 7. And there is a place that I want to get to where they talk about those who came out of the great tribulation and who were made white in the blood of the Lamb. And this is another scripture where some people believe that definitely some saints will be there in the tribulation and that believers will be right around during that time. But, <laughs> amen. I don't want to take any decision or be anything. Revelation chapter 7 verse 14. It's a very powerful scripture. Now the Bible says, Revelation 7 14, now the Bible says, and I said unto him, Sir, so verse 13, and one of the elders said unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, 
I don't know. In other words, and he said to me, These are they which come out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and they are made white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God. Now, the Bible says, John saw some people before the throne. And he asked the elders, who are these guys? And the elders said, do you know who they are? He said, they are the people who have come out of the great tribulation. They were tried and they stood their ground. Now the question is, are these Jewish people? Or are they members of the church? The Bible is silent about the roots of these people in that sense. So post-tribulation believe that these are believers who did not compromise their faith in spite of the tribulation. Are they right or wrong? <laughs> Hallelujah. And about three times other places in the book of Revelation that you discover that people were out of tribulation. They came out and this is what people talk about. That should it be that churches wouldn't be around? So who are these people? Why some believe that these people we are talking about are actually um, Jewish people? So, in other words, the debate is on Israel. We know that the Antichrist or the, the kingdom of darkness, the, 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 the Satan's, Satan's kingdom, will essentially be against two sets of people. Believers and then the Jews. So the question has been, at what time do we have believers living and Jews remaining? Or they both wait till the end of the age? Believe me sincerely, this has kindled so much argument among Bible scholars. But I'm glad everybody knows that Jesus is coming back again. Everybody knows that there will be rapture again. What people differ on is the timing of the rapture. But I believe whether pre or post is still the same world that be prepared. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. At least it will happen. If you are for posts, then you prepare to endure, knowing that dark days are coming upon the earth. But we will go through again, but not today, the book of Revelation, and we'll discover that even in the midst of tribulation, there will be people still preaching the gospel. Are these people... Believers who are left behind or the old church is staying behind? Or are they Jews who have finally discovered that Messiah is no other person but Jesus Christ? Who are these people who have come out of the great tribulation? Some of the scholars that I've read, they seem to believe that they are Jewish people. Why some believe that that is the church? Hallelujah. My intention is not to solve that redo today. I can't. It has been an argument that has been forever. I have read from the two parts. And sometimes they don't see eyeball to eyeball. 
on these doctrinal differences. What I know is this. There will be rapture. We shall be changed. What I know is this. Light is not afraid of darkness. And the church is not helpless. This is the session I will go to another day. Again. That we are not weak, afraid of anybody showing up. Whether it is Antichrist himself that meets our generation. Or the system of the Antichrist. None should bother the church. Greater is it that is in us than the one that is in the world. But where is your priority? And what, what is your hope like? On what ground are you standing? And what manner of man are you? Definitely, if it is going to be pre-tribulation, even before rapture takes place, you are going to see more ungodly laws being passed. You are going to see more attempts to actually restrict the gospel, restrict Christianity. But here is the truth. They have no such power except they are faced with a weak church. And here is what is sad about what is going on. Many believers are weak. So many don't know beyond God meeting their needs. Many have not been trained in the art of war, ready to fight for the sake of the kingdom. Remember, there is going to be the battle of Armageddon. And we are coming with Jesus Christ to reign on earth for a thousand years. Regardless of the arrangement of the sequence of the events. We are coming back. We shall reign with him on earth. And after that, the devil will be loosed again for a thousand years. Now the Bible says, Revelation chapter 19. I saw heaven open. And it was coming. Somebody riding on the horse. Now the Antichrist also rode on the horse in Revelation chapter 6. But he had a bow. Interestingly, he rode on a white horse, just like Jesus Christ, trying to imitate Christ. But he had a bow instead of sword. But Jesus' sword is in his mouth, not even in his hand. And the Bible said the armies of heaven were following him. And the beast was captured, life. He was captured alive and thrown into the lake of fire, which is false prophet. And then Satan will be bound for 1,000 years. Who are the people that will be on earth that 1,000 years? Because after it, the, the devil will be loosed again and he will gather people at Gog and Magog. And that will be the final destruction of the devil. So the Antichrist and his false prophet will make it to Lake of Fire before Lucifer. In fact, they will be ahead of him by 1,000 years. Believers are coming to rain, rain on earth. There will be first resurrection then. But then there is the second resurrection. I want to read and I will close with that. And I will say a few things. Without, just close with that. Revelation 19. Verse 20 says that, And the beast was taken with him with the first prophet, who wrought miracles before him, which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast, and those who worship his image. This boat are cast sea. Some people have said that these are figurative stuff. They are going to happen literally. But then they are also happening figuratively before they happen literally. You know the meaning of that? There is a system of the image of the beast right now. Any system that you see that antagonizes the plan of God on earth. Any system that supports people living in a way that is contrary to what God has created. Once there are laws that enthrone ungodliness 
Then you are seeing the image of the beast at work. Be sure you are not a part of this as a Christian. Be sure. Bible says, come out of them and be ye separate. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. We get to a time a man want to share with us, men and brethren, that false gospel that says, God doesn't care about fornication and all those things. You are going to see, it's a doctrine of Nicolaitan that Jesus pointed out in Revelation chapter 2. He started with the early church and he's still here now. Never accept such. Oh God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible said they were both cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. The Bible didn't let Jesus Christ die by himself. So Jesus Christ, who captured him here? Look at verse 10. Of verse 11. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he does judge and make war. His eyes were like flames. It won't be a loving Jesus this time around. Flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns. He had a name written no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. His name is called the word of God. And the armies of heaven followed him upon white horses. Clothed in fine kneeling, white and clean. And out of his mouth come a two-edged two sword. He had on his vesture and on his tongue a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun. Our Lord will come. This one is not rapture. This is coming for the battle of Armageddon. Master coming to defeat once and for all to capture the beast. The beast rode a white horse in Revelation chapter 5. Jesus rode. A white horse in Revelation chapter 19. And he came with righteousness. He made war. And he captured the Antichrist once and for all. And the world will experience peace for 1,000 years. Interestingly, we might not get to that. Satan will be loosed again after 1,000 years. People who have seen the glory of the king, people who have seen how he has dealt with the Antichrist, will still betray him again. Because he will be released to deceive the nation. Will there be nations on earth then? Oh, we not accept the rulership of Jesus. We shall get to that in a while. But one thing is certain. Jesus will reign from Jerusalem. And when he's in Jerusalem, oh, Carusa Ingrodish Leban. This is where saints should prepare and get ourselves ready. Are you ready? I said something on Wednesday, which I want to say again. As you are drinking water, be watching. Which means, as you are walking in the blessing, be watching. Don't get a good job, a good business, get married and relax and join people to begin to analyze churches. You will stay afar off. You will not join to do soul winning. You will not join any prayer meeting. But you sit back analyzing everything. You love when people say church has missed it, those are the stories that interest you. The Lord is coming. The King is coming. But I end with this. When a mighty church shows up, the time of the Antichrist will be delayed further. Church can play a role in this. When our people rise in Bible study, 
when the knowledge of God's word, when it fills people, when in every office we are winning souls, reaching out to people, then light will shine around the world. Are you a soldier or you're a civilian in the kingdom? Those who are watching me, do you enjoy beautiful music on Sunday? But on Monday, you cannot stand for the king. Are you excited about the lights? About cameras and nurses in church? But when it's time to do the work, men and brethren, we are soldiers. Hallelujah. Oh, I read the report how the Chinese church is multiplying. The government of China is frustrated. They've killed, yet they are multiplying. Persecution brings the best out of Christians. Hallelujah. Those who are loud. Anytime this message comes to my heart, my heart goes to those all day and night, attack, abuse, insult churches on social media. Our Lord is coming. All the ones I know do such, they are not interested in reaching out to the lost. They are interested in correcting the body. They shall see him face to face. He will not discuss church with them. He will discuss their life. Are you ready? The church will show the manifold wisdom of God to principalities and power. That is the next thing we are going to. It shall arrive. It shall, it shall come. All eyes shall see him. The Bible said the nations will weep when they see him. They will mourn. They are not expecting him. Video games and everything has taken their heart away. They shall mourn when they see him. They shall mourn. They shall mourn. They shall mourn. Have you traveled out of Nigeria, for instance? And then wherever you are abroad, you look back and insult churches, insult people. I know those who do that, who were very, very firm with their faith in the school days. Now they are out now. You don't know they are neither here nor there. Remember what he said to those who are neither hot nor cold. You are for this kingdom. You are either for God's kingdom or liability against the kingdom. I have brought to you a call about the last days. You see, we will soon go and share some other things, but from time to time, we'll be returning to this subject. I want everyone that I know, those who listen to me by the grace of God, to be instruments in the hands of the Father in spreading the lights across the world. Our analysis might not be 100% accurate. 
but our passion for him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name. I want to say to everybody, start a watch party with this message. Like I've been saying, spread it. People need to hear. And I will do one more along this line where I will talk about mighty church rising. See, after this pandemic, there will be a revival. I've been praying about this. A mighty move of the Spirit more than before. The Lord will visit the earth as in it, it, it doesn't go and come. That's not what I'm, I'm just saying that the earth will experience something that will look like a surge in the anointing upon God's people. Make no mistake about this. God's people will be measurably blessed when this is over. Some are already getting blessed during this pandemic because no matter the chaos in the world, God will make a way for his own people. But the question has always been, will blessing make your heart to be cold towards him? In my growing up days, I'm still growing up. I have passed my life. I have passed through so many believers who were one time very vibrant. What has happened to them? Sometimes prosperity destroys people. Then they become philosophers overnight. I'm saying to everybody, when the pandemic is over, another wave of it is rising in some nations. The Lord will open doors for his people. He's already doing that. In a time of famine, you shall laugh at famine. This is not the end of the world, but this is a warning signal about the fact that an event can happen overnight and change everything. Of course, this one didn't happen overnight. It started growing gradually. But I'm saying that it's a pointer to something. That will think that forever and ever you go to what we go to airport, we go home, we go to what, go to airport, go to this, forever and ever that the world will be like that. No, this system will be grounded to a halt one day. All I shall say, Come, Lord. Maranatha, we say, Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Oh, Jesus will bless your name. You now feel the anointing of God as I'm speaking right now. Are you aware that you are where you are for a purpose? Can I speak to those who love to speak? Criticize others day and night. Are you also aware? Those who point accusing fingers at ministers who are, might be doing something or not doing that. Are you aware that you are raised for a purpose? Are you aware that there is an assignment that master asked for you? Have you even discovered it? Talking about someone else's race, it means only one thing. You are not running your own race. Have you discovered your race? He said be faithful for the time is short. The time is short. You see, even if the Lord does not come till our time is up on earth, it's still a very short time. Soon and very soon. I can't believe that I left investing some years back. It looks like very few years. One day when I calculated it, I was shocked. The time is short. But the works that we have done for him, they remain forever. Hallelujah. Ladako bakasuritas.
I pray for a divine touch over your life. I pray for those who are bothered by some things. I pray that the Lord will heal your heart, strengthen you. I pray that your eyes of understanding be opened. I pray for the blessing upon you and for favor of God upon you. I pray that the Lord will guide you. Most importantly, I pray that you'll be prepared day and night. Looking forward to the coming of the Master. Father, we thank you for today. Oh, we love you, we worship you. Thank you for your word. I give you all the glory. I honor you. Blessed be your name. Join us again by 6 p.m. on Wednesday. Jesus is Lord. I love you. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, we'll be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you.